On this episode of the Culture Pop Podcast, it's Sue and me. The answer to the question, what is a reclat? Legendary improv owner Bud Friedman, Sue was at his funeral. The story of a trillion dollar letter and breakup stories for Chelsea Handler and actor Zach Braff. All that stuff coming up. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the Culture Pop Podcast on Apple, Spotify, or at stevemason.com. And take a minute, give us a rating and a review. The Culture Pop Podcast is brought to you by the law offices of Jacob and Ronnie. Accident or injury, call Jacob and Ronnie. Call Jacob. Hey, it's Mace. If you or a friend or loved one is injured in an accident, the first person you should call is my friend Jacob. When I did this, Jacob was great. He helped me by talking through the next steps, which really put my mind at ease. When you're injured in an accident, you got to have an expert. That's why you call Jacob, just like I did. Call Jacob, 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. Or visit calljacob.com. Call Jacob. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Culture Pop Podcast. I'm Steve Mason, along with Sue Kalinske. Sue Baloo, we haven't talked in a while. The show has been uh, has been dark. We haven't uh, done anything lately. I've been a little bit under the weather, so it's great to see you. I'm sorry I'm having a bad hair day. Well, it's just, I, I'm the only one who gets to see it, so. That's true. It's okay. That's true, yeah. I'm having a bad hair day, too. I'm wearing a hat. Wearing a hat, exactly. So a lot has been going on. Um, I got, well, let me, okay. So you, this is something I don't give our, my regular listeners on the radio. So you and I had some exchanged text messages a while back. And at that point I was, you know, I'm, I've got bipolar disease, um, bipolar one. I was really, really, really down. I was feeling really down about everything, not related to anything specifically, because mm-hmm. that's not how it works. But I just went through a really big downswing and I've sort of bounced out of it and I'm feeling a lot better now. But I, that that text exchange we had was was weird, wasn't it? What 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 was it? The one where you were going to write some stuff and then oh, yeah, you didn't yeah, write yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, I can't do this anymore. Something I said, I think I said, I can't do this anymore. Something like that. Well, this this was the deal. So um, you've been writing the copy, yes, for, for our promos, all of our pro- for our promos, yeah. And then you had asked me um, if I would uh, take it over, yeah. And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I know you're busy with your show, and you know, I'm not working on a show, right? N- not to, not not to say that I'm not busy, but I have um, I have more of my time available than you have of your time, yes, right? Yes. So, um, I wrote some stuff and, uh, you said, oh, this is good. This is good. And then you rewrote it and then, but I used a lot of your stuff. You see, I, I didn't really feel that you did. Oh, I definitely did. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I, maybe I just misread it and I don't know. And, and I didn't want you to think that because, okay. So then I said to you, (laughs) well, why don't you just write them yourself because you have a certain flair that I think is great. And, yeah. uh, and, and you, you do, you know, you are somewhat of a micromanager. Some, somewhat. Yeah. Somewhat. And I just figured just write them yourself because I don't want to spend all this time writing them. And then you're just going to rewrite them. Right. And, right. And look, you know, I, I've been in writer's rooms. I am used to, writing a script collaborating and then and then then having the entire writing staff completely um 
you know, you know, rewrite it. So I'm, I'm used to that. So I wanted you to know that it wasn't like an ego thing for me. Um, (laughs) and then you wrote back, um, look, um, I really want you to do this. And if you don't do it, then I'm not going to be able to promote the show as much. So, you know, and, and then I, I was like, no, I, I don't want that to happen because, you know, then, all right, I'll take another crack at it. Yeah. yeah. So I was, that's where I was when that exchange went on. I was just super low. Now I bounced out of it. I got sick. Unfortunately, I've had this uh, RSV thing. I had COVID like two months ago and now I got this RSV thing. Today's the first day I'm feeling like normal and, back to being myself and all that stuff. But there's like, they're talking about this triple demic and there's the flu and there's RSV and there's COVID and it's all going around. But I feel like now, I've now had two of the three. I've now okay. had COVID and RSV. So as long as I dodge the flu, it's going to be a very Merry Christmas. Now, did you get a flu shot? I did get a flu shot. And my okay. doctor says this year, the flu shot is like dead on. Like they've, they've, gotten it right. So I'm a, I'm intending to avoid the flu. I'm intending to go to see the Rams tomorrow. We're recording this on Saturday, December 3rd. Uh, people say to me, well, why why go to the Rams? They're three and eight. I'm like, well, I've invested a lot of money in this and it's fun to go to a football game. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to the game. I, I don't care what the record is. So I'm, I'm pretty much back to normal and I'm feeling better emotionally and physically. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. So I want to go back to this. Uh, it's R- It's RSV. Is that what it's called? RSV, yes. Okay. It sounds like some special crime show unit, you know. <laughs> yeah. RSV, special, Law special order, illness unit. RSV. <laughs> um, so there's no, uh, there's no like uh, preeminent like shot for this. No, there's you not. Know? It's re- it's viral, but it's it's really, I mean, the doctor said RSV. It's really a cold. I never felt really that bad. There was a lot of coughing and stuff like that. Um, and apparently it affects uh, little kids a lot. Um, right. But uh, but it's really just a cold. Uh, there's nothing you can really do. It's like now we name everything. It's like five years ago, it would have been, I have a cold. Now it's, I have RSV. It's like we, we've decided because of COVID, we should name every single strain of whatever that comes along. Right. So it started with little kids. So now it's what, just immature adults? Get immature adults. It? Yeah. No, as, as it's been said on the show, yeah, maybe it is for little kids, uh, immature kids. And that's that basically sums me up. So I actually wanted to, first of all, what did you do for Thanksgiving? We went to a friend's house, uh, neighbors of ours who used to, uh, they used to live across the street from us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then they have since moved from the neighborhood too. And we did... Um, Thanksgiving at their house, which we've done many, many years, uh, in a row. Okay. And we always have turkey. This Thanksgiving, do you know what, uh, you know what raclette is? No. Okay. Raclette, it's from Switzerland. It mean, it's, it's cheese. Okay. But there's a machine that, um, is on the top that you put on the, on a table. Yeah. And it has kind of like a very narrow grill on top. And then underneath it has these little, like little um, drawers that come out and it fits like a piece of cheese in there. So the cheese melts, right? Right. But on top, you could put whatever you want. So she had um, pre-cooked shrimp and chicken. Mm -hmm. So you could put it on the grill and heat it up. And then you can actually grill um, vegetables. So we had a turkey-less raclette dinner. Yeah, you know, raclette, just like the uh, pilgr- pilgrims used to have. They had those machines too. 
to make the reclette. The pilgrims did. I've never heard of a reclette ever. I have. Ne- I had never heard of it either. But um, I, I have talked to some friends of mine since I since Thanksgiving, and they were like, "Oh, reclette. Yeah, sure. I know about that. I, I've been doing that for years." I'm like, "Really? Yeah. Where, where have I been?" Now we recletless. We for uh, Thanksgiving, a friend of ours, Morgan, uh, made. They had a big Thanksgiving dinner. We didn't cook or anything like that because I was down. I was I was tanked on Nyquil for three days. So uh, our friend Morgan made uh, turkey on Thanksgiving Day. Then we she sent us uh, leftovers on Friday. So we had a turkey dinner one day late, but it was delicious. It was excellent, including a homemade apple pie. Okay, so when I had uh, said, are we going to talk about Thanksgiving, which yeah. uh, like last week we were talking, or uh, we were texting, yep. you said, uh, yeah, but mine was horrible. Was it horrible because you were sick? It was horrible because I couldn't go home to see mom and not stepdad Leo. Oh, okay. So I was going to, and I, the last thing I wanted to do was, they're super old, just really, really they're old. Super old? Yeah. What super are they, 150? <laughs> no, they're like 80 and 81. That that seems super old to me. I, I would not want to bring them anything. So it was kind of sad because I couldn't, my mom has a new house and I wanted to have the first Thanksgiving at the new house and that didn't work. So yeah, it was kind of a bummer. It was a bummer Thanksgiving. I was tanked on NyQuil and couldn't go see my mom and not stepped out of Leo, couldn't be with family. So yeah, it was kind of a bummer, but I, I've, I've bounced back. Everything's good. Everything. Good. I'm ready for Christmas. I'm ready for Christmas. Yeah. Christmas is going to be crazy. Now, when you say you're ready for Christmas, I have to ask you this. Yes. So Black Friday was uh, last weekend. Yes. Um, do you uh, indulge in the Black Friday thing? Do you get gifts in advance because it's Black Friday? Never. 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 Do you know why they call it Black Friday? I don't know why. It's because there's so much shopping on that day. It's the year that retailers get their business into the black for the year. There's so much shopping that they get into the black. Interesting. Yeah. Most people don't know that. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a fun fact. It is a fun fact. So okay. Christmas is going to be weird this year because we're seeing all the family that we have. So Christmas Day... Juan's dad is flying in with Juan's stepmom, and we're going to the Rams game on Christmas Day to see what will be a titanic battle between the miserable Rams and the miserable Broncos. Hmm. Then on the 26th, my mom and not stepdad Leo are coming to stay at our house. So 25th, Juan's dad, 26th, my mom, and 28th, Juan's mom and stepdad down in La Jolla. So we are seeing all family during Christmas for the first time, but basically every minute is going to be occupied because we're with family nonstop. But you're going to the games without them. No, we're going to uh, the Broncos uh, Rams game with Juan's dad. He's flying in from Wyoming just for the game. Oh, okay. Because I know you have seats. You and Juan have seats. So you got him a ticket? We got him tickets in the same section. Yeah. Oh, so cool. it's going to be a fun thanks, uh, fun, uh, fun Christmas. What are you doing now? Do you celebrate Christmas? Well, I do because Tom does. Oh, right, right. Because you are you of know, the tribe. I am of the tribe. What do you do for Christmas? Well, this year we're going to Palm Desert. We're going back to that um, that RV park that the we Winnebago to. Park. The Winnebago Park. Nice. Yeah. And then Tom's birthday is the twenty sixth. Oh, that's so. fun. Yeah. Cool. So we'll be there for three days. So I wanted to ask you, we were texting a little bit in the last couple of weeks, uh, Bud Friedman, who's the one of the founders of the Improv, uh, 
passed away um, and you went to the funeral and the reception and all that stuff. I know a lot of comics were there. What, what was that like? And what, what do you think his legacy is? Oh, his legacy is, uh, I mean, so many people wouldn't have a career without this guy. Mm. I mean, he was the first person to open up a comedy club in New York, you know, um, he and his wife then his then wife um yeah i mean he launched so many careers and uh he put a lot of people on the map and then after the two of them divorced um they opened well actually they were still together they they went to uh la to open up a club in the 70s right and then when they got divorced she came back to new york and she got the new york club in the settlement and he got the la club but he also got the rights to the naming rights for the oh. club. And then he built an empire. Yeah, those started popping up everywhere. Yeah. All over the country. So um, he was a very, very savvy businessman as well as, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, an eye for talent. So what was the reception like afterwards? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't really a reception after it was, um, it was a, a, you know, they had a funeral, they had a service. Um, you know, he was in the military, so they had military there who oh, folded nice. a flag and yeah. gave it to his wife. And, you know, I, I was like, oh, wow. You know, I mean, I knew he was in the military, but I didn't expect something like that to happen. And what was really lovely about the service is that it was all family. Um, they're going to have a memorial for him in January. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the on- only family uh, got up and spoke. And what is so lovely about um, his relationship he has two daughters with his first wife and then didn't have kids with his second wife, but she had children Okay, and, uh, and grandchildren. Right. And they loved him so much and he loved them so much. And everybody's speech was just, um, it was a combination of poignancy and humor. And one of his sons, uh, one of, uh, well, I say his son because he called them his his sons. Okay. He never, ever referred to them as his stepchildren. They were not his stepfather. Um, quite the opposite of you and not stepdad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, they, they just loved him so much. And one of his sons, Ross, Mark, um, he learned everything about the business from Bud. And mm. he, um, he uh, took over the booking of the club in LA. Um, then he became a manager and then he, he was a, um, he booked the comedy acts for the tonight show when Jay took over. Um, he's had a tremendous career and everything he's done is all because of Bud. Wow. So Bud was, uh, you know, he, there was some, you know, he had a a, a bit of a gruffness about him. Everybody joked. It's, It's funny to see a lot of the posts on Facebook because, when you were in the club in LA, the at the the alley, like the the hallway, the, which the, it was an aisle really, right. that led from the bar into the showroom. Sometimes comedians would kind of congregate there uh, if they were, you know, going on, because um, that's where you would stand. And sometimes some other comedians would 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 gravitate to that to that area, and it would clog the aisle up. Right. So every night. You would hear um, endlessly during the night out of the aisles, out of the aisles. You know, he would always kind of <laughs> reprimand you. That's for what being Bud in the would aisle. say. 
Yes. So that was kind of a joke that a lot of people were writing about, but he was, um, he was a good guy. He was a really good guy. And, um, like I said, I mean, he helped me so much as, as his wife, his first wife did in New York, you know, yeah. um, um, I, it, I, I probably had more time on stage in LA than I did in New York because I moved to LA in 91. Um, but, um, you know, she was wonderful to me when I was there. And then when I came out to LA, um, you know, he gave me a lot of stage time. He put me on evening at the improv numerous, numerous times. And whenever he produced a stand up show, he always included me. Um, he was just a really, really, uh, oh, that's great. Great, great, great person. Now you're working on a documentary yes. on Bud's ex wife who yes. took Silver. over the New York club, right? Silver. Yes. So what's going on with the documentary? I, you said Silver is uh, not yeah, not doing well. She's not. Sadly, two weeks after his death, um, she had a brain aneurysm, mm. and uh, I got a call Sunday night that uh, she was not doing well. She was, you know, she's in the hospital, and uh, if I wanted to see her and say goodbye to her, you know, I, I like you got to go like immediately. Yeah. So I went Monday, and. Um, you know, she was kind of in and out, but she was, you know, we, we talked and, you know, she knew it was me and, right. um, there was a couple of other, you know, people there and her daughters were there. And, uh, you know, I just figure, and then I called some comedians. I called Provenza. I called Alan Havey. I called all people who, you know, were very close to her. Michael Patrick King, you know, from Sex in the City. Right. Right. Um, I called, you know, a, a, a group of, 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 of my friends and, um, and, you know, she had a scare many years ago um, where she was kind of in a similar situation. A bunch of comedians went to see her to say goodbye. So when I called up Michael, Michael's in New York shooting just like that. And I said, I just wanted to let you know. He says, I did find out, you know, I know she's sick. And he says, look, I've said goodbye to her twice already. <laughs> you know, so we were just laughing. Um, but she's still here. Oh, that's great. I'm shocked. Yeah. I mean, I'm shocked. I mean, I, I don't I don't really think that she's going to make it. I don't. Because it's pretty serious. Yeah. But I I heard stories of comedians who went to see her and they said, you know, we were laughing. And so, um, yeah. But anyway, so thank God we we got all the interviews. Right. Um, you interviewed with, with her, her for the documentary. We interviewed her and uh, like many times over during the course of the past year. And uh, we thank God we got all the interviews we needed from her. That's great. So, there's a couple more people that uh, that will probably grab um, before, but you know, uh, the my camera, my my partner on it. He's a you know he's a director and he he shot everything and he's editing everything. So um, he's starting to do um, put a, like a sizzle together. Cool. So we'll see what happens. All right. Well, uh, we've covered. Let's see, uh, depression, funerals, and uh, <laughs> potential death. <laughs> so. I, I say we change gears. Let's change gears. I have to I, tell you, I went to the post office yesterday. Right? Yes. And I'm waiting online and it's pretty crowded. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm such an idiot with that. Um, you could, you could send packages yourself. Yeah. You know, right. you weigh it, but then you have to give like the dimensions and I'm like <laughs> such a moron, you know? So some woman came over, she saw me like struggling with it. Like it, it, every, like every, every like i don't know minute or so or even less than that yeah like a little um 
uh, you know, a, a little notice would come up. Do you need more time? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> do you need more time, you idiot? You like old idiot. So, um, so she came over and showed me how to do it. And then it came to the postage and it was like, a, it was actually a small package. Yep. And I had cut out a piece of paper to put the address and I, I put it off to the side as much as I possibly could to leave space for the stamps, for, for the stamps. But I wanted to send it certified. And I thought when, when the choices came up, for the postage, they don't tell you the dimensions of what it is. And it looked really (laughs) big. So then it said, um, is this size going to fit? And I, um, I hit no. And, and I, I'm telling you, I was staying there for probably like 20 minutes doing this. And, uh, and then they said, oh, you have to go and, and, you know, talk to to a teller or whatever. Yeah. 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 So I get online and there's a guy in front of me and then there's a guy in front of him. Okay. And the guy in front of him, he kind of looked a little, you know, a little disheveled. I mean, I wouldn't say he was homeless. You know, it's it's like one of those kind of confusing, like, is this guy just like shabby chic? Is he, you just know, shabby. Just, just or is he just shabby? I mean, is he going to leave here and get into like a Tesla? You know, right. like, I, I, I couldn't really tell. So anyway, he's holding a manila envelope and I overhear him say to the guy, he says, this is a, it's a trillion dollar letter in here. <laughs> and uh, the guy looks at him, and uh, I hear him say that he uh, invented the iPhone. Oh, and it was wow. stolen from him. He was uh, sitting in a restaurant, and uh, someone overheard him talking about it. Oh, geez. and they stole his idea. So I guess he's trying to sue them for a trillion dollars. Oh, wow! It's and a trillion get, dollar letter. A, a trillion dollar letter, and then he had to get it certified, and he didn't have enough money. So he asked the guy. He says, "Do you have four dollars that you oh. can give?" Him? And the guy gave him four dollars. Right. Right. Then. He's up at the window, and uh, and then I'm I'm next. There's a woman standing off to the side. You know, one of those situations where she did something, and then they said fill this out and then wait here okay. until like the next. You know, until you know the. You don't have to stand all, all the way in line. You yeah, know? yeah. So then I hear the teller say to him, um, four dollars." Like I guess he needed more money to send. Oh, it? four dollars. The original four dollars was not enough. Was not enough. So then he turns around and he looks at that woman. He says, uh, you have $4. And she said, no. And then he looked at me and he said, yeah, $4. And I said, no, I can't. I oh, come on. You no, were- I didn't. I didn't have any money on me. Oh, I didn't have okay. any cash on me. So then uh, the guy behind, a, a woman behind me gave him $4. So, you know, we'll it's see like what a fundraiser. Happens. Stand in line and ask for money. Would so you? I, I may have been. I may have been. Standing next to the guy who actually invented the iPhone. the iPhone. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. I, you, you know, you talked about the post office. I can't remember the last time I even got a letter. Like, do you get letters? <laughs> um, I don't think I get any letters at all. Like, what is the, per- you know, it's funded by the U.S. government, wholly owned and operated. But it's like, I think we're wasting money. I mean, do people really use mail anymore? The only thing I get is political flyers. Right. Um, and people trying to buy my house, real estate guys trying to buy my house. Do you ever, ever right. get that? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to buy my house. Interested in your house. They want to buy my house or Subaru wants to, wants my car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't, I, so I don't know the purpose of the, po- I don't even know if the post guy comes every day. I don't oh, think yeah. he even shows up every day. 
Oh, yeah, they do. Maybe do you don't get mail every day, but my post guy shows up every day. Yeah. And I, most of it, most of it's junk, you know, a lot of it's junk, but I get like, um, I get screeners, you know, oh, around, yeah, around that's this different. time of year. Right. So I get that. And I still mail some bills myself. Oh, do you? Some. We have everything like, well, it's a business manager now, but it's going to be auto pay after the first of the year. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't like doing the auto pay. Boy, makes it easier. I know. I just don't, I, I just don't like it. I just you don't, don't like trust the, it. I just don't like the idea that they're just taking money out when, when it's time to take money. It's like, I'll, I'll give you the money when I want to give you the money before it's due. Okay. Got it. Got it. Distrusting. <laughs> Mistrust. Little, no, it's just, I don't know. It's just, yeah. just don't, don't want to do it. All right. Uh, well, it sounds like you had an exciting trip to the post office, the place and everything. <laughs> it, it ranked second to the DMV for places I'd least likely go. <laughs> like DMV post office. Yeah. Um, so we're so, going to do a little Sue's News? Yeah, we do a little Sue's News. So I was reading about, um, apparently, uh, Chelsea Handler split up with her boyfriend. Okay. I, Wasn't he a know. rich guy? His name was Joe Coy. I guess he had been on the show. Oh, okay. He had been a guest? Yeah. And uh, I guess they've been together for like a year. So she posted on Instagram, it is with a heavy heart to announce that we have decided together that it's best for us to take a break from our relationship right now. Okay. I know many of you were invested in our love, and I wanted to express to you how much that meant to both of us, how much it still means, um, and how much I now believe in love for each one of us. So um, the, just the part of I know many of you were invested <sighs> in our love, I mean... How narcissistic do you have to that be? And look, is I know weird. a lot of people in show business are narcissistic, but it's like, really? Really? <laughs> well, there's this idea of, and like, for example, on the radio and here on the show, people people know that Juan and I have been together. We've been together actually 17 years as of the first of the year. Uh, and so I, I think if Juan and I broke up, people probably are somewhat invested. I don't know if I'd phrase it like that, but because famous people let us into their lives, they assume that we give a fuck. And maybe we just don't. Like I, Chelsea Sandler, Chelsea Handler, very talented, not going to take anything away. The show was great, all that stuff, but I didn't even know she was married or anything about her. But if you're a, a P1 Chelsea Handler fan, maybe you are a little upset that they're splitting up. Well, I mean, I, again, I, she was with him for a year, first of all. Um, yeah, that's not long enough. It's like, could you imagine like Pete Davidson? Like I look at someone like Pete Davidson writing stuff, not that he would, but someone like that. And it's like, what are you kidding? Every week you're in a new relationship. With a different hot girl. <laughs> it's like, you know, but you know, I, but you know, I've never been that type of person. Like, right. you know. I remember when I, you know, like watching the Elvis movie and then just seeing all these women just like crying and like almost having a heart attack seeing him in person. And, right. You know, I've never been that fan person. You know, I've never, you know, I, I've appreciated people's talent and music and acting and, and I've, I've been in the company of, of, um, of people that I've really admired, right? But um, it's just never been my thing to be that engaged. You but know? if, there, if, for example, if let's just throw out a scenario: if uh, George Clooney and a mall broke up, aren't you a little invested in that relationship? Because Clooney was a bachelor for so long, finally settled down with this really intelligent, 
uh, a woman and they seem to have it all and they live in Lake Como. And if they broke up, wouldn't you be shocked? Aren't we a little bit invested in that? Oh, I mean, I, I would, you know, I, I guess I, would I say surprised, you know, I mean, I would feel bad for them, but you know, um, I'm not going to mourn it. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to mourn Chelsea Handler's one year relationship coming to an end. <laughs> Uh, get get some more years under your belt, and then maybe I'll give a damn. So Boy, that sounds it, cold. <laughs> I'm salty today because USC lost last night, and I'm oh, extremely pissed off because uh, they could have gone to the national champ, the college football playoff, and I'm just like pissed. Yeah, so I, I know. So it's I, not not my, a good football year for you. It's a terrible year. If I said something to offend Chelsea Handler, I'm sorry. I yeah, wish I mean, you guys it's, both it's, well. It's it's I, I guess it's just the idea that uh, I, look. You know, I'm sure maybe there are people that are like, you know, fanned out with her and it's like, oh, my God. But she was with the guy a year. I mean, yeah, just on. one year. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Okay. Yeah. So Zach Graff talking about breaks up. So he apparently broke up with uh, Florence Pugh. Is that how you announce, pronounce her name? Yeah. Florence Pugh. Oh, Florence Pugh is unbelievably talented. She is so good. Did you see um, that movie with uh, what's his name? Harry Styles. Um, Harry Styles, I did not see that one yet. It's on streaming, but I saw her in, she is so damn funny in uh, the last, let's see, Scarlett uh, Johansson movie, Black Widow. She's really, really funny. She's super talented. She's going to be a gigantic star. So I was yeah. surprised Zach Braff and her were together, but that's that's an yeah. interesting couple. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, oh, don't worry, darling. I guess that's, that's yeah. Don't it. worry, darling. Exactly. Um, she's great in it and he's great in it. Um, anyway, so he's Zach Braff is 21 years older than her. So they split up. Yep. Um, have you ever been with somebody where there was that big of an age difference? Hmm, it's a good question. Good question. Well, Juan and I are 10 years apart. I'm okay. 10 years older than Juan. Uh, there was a point where. I was 40 dating someone who was probably 22 or 23. Mm -hmm. uh, and at some point, I remember this particular night where we were both in, this is a podcast, we were both in bed. Mm -hmm. And I was reading this book about the life and times of Richard Nixon. And he had this little Game Boy and he was playing games and stuff. And I thought, we have absolutely <laughs> nothing in common. We are a terrible match. <laughs> what are we going to talk about when we're not having sex? Right. He was reading Mad Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I think there is a, supposedly the rule, the rule is, do you think it's 10 years, 15 years? What's the cutoff? Yeah. I, that was my, my, that was my next question. What's the cutoff? Um, you know, it's, it's tricky because I, um, I only had like a little bit of a, fl a fling, like a one night stand with somebody who was much younger than me many, many years ago. Um, so I was in my, hmm, I don't know, thirties and he was in college. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was 20. Yeah. yeah. So maybe 15 years, but, um, I dated Many, many years ago, I dated a guy who was in his 40s and I was in my 20s. Okay. And I remember all he wanted to do was just stay in. And he he wanted to have sex a, yeah. a lot. Right. But, but he just wanted to just be in his house. And when every time I came to his apartment, I'd be, oh, let's go here or let's go to a club or let's, you know, I'm in my 20s. 
It's like, I want to go out. Right. You know, I, I don't have all these years of doing what you did. And now like the, the tables are reversed. Like, I mean, I, I could never imagine being with somebody much younger than me. Um, especially now that I'm married, but (laughs) I I could never imagine being with somebody so much younger than me because like, I like, at like five o'clock, I'm in my pajamas. Right. But you're, you're a doer. I mean, you, you go out and play golf, you go in your Winnebago on wild uh, vacations. Yeah. You you go to, you go to shows and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like nightlife kind of stuff yeah nightlife is just a rumor we we, we just we just don't do a lot of nightlife i mean you know we'll like maybe on a weekend you know we'll maybe go to you know we'll go to a concert and we'll go we'll maybe go see a play right but um it's the things that somebody much much younger than me still hasn't um gotten out of their system yes you know we are just so on not on the same page there yeah, I get that completely. I get because uh, you know the the older you get, I think the more likely you are to do two things: um, stay at home a lot and go to bed right. early. The older right. you get, stay home a lot. My like my grandmother, who was by the time she got to be seventy five years old, I swear she never left that house. She yeah. never left that house. I want to be home. I want to be home. You could take her to dinner. She would say, "I want to be home." So I think right. the older you get, you. Go to sleep earlier. Oh, the other thing is you wake up ex- incredibly early. Like you wake up at 4.30 in the morning, like that kind right. of as right. you get older. So, yeah, I don't, I see why people of that. Now, when you see a really old guy, we're in LA. When you see a really old guy with like a. Well, when you say in LA, a really old guy could be like 50. Okay. Well, let's, let's say you see a guy 70. Okay. You know, the multi-billionaire okay. kind of guy who's 70. Okay. With a 35-year-old, what do you yes. think? I think uh, there's a lot of money involved in, in you know, coming from him. Yes, yes. That's what I think. You know? I do too. I mean, I remember talking to a, when I was doing the Tom Snyder show, I remember talking to a model on the show who was dating Bill Maher. And I said, so you and Bill, you're, you're together and all that stuff. And she said, yeah, um, I'm just arm candy and he's got pocket personality. I thought that was a very good way to describe it. When I see those relationships now, I think, oh yeah, arm candy and a financial statement. That's kind of, kind of where it goes for me. But I think 10 years is acceptable, maybe, maybe 15 years. Uh, But once you get to like 20 years difference, you really are from a different generation, have completely different interests, having an incredibly different uh, experiences. And you're right. You got to get something out of your system when you're a little bit younger. So I think let's make 15 years the cutoff. Yeah. I think for me, what would be really hard, unless you happen to be with somebody younger who is just kind of like an anomaly. Like I know young people who are maybe 20 years younger than me, Yeah, but they have such a knowledge there. They have kind of like an old school vibe. The old so, soul idea. Yeah. So they listen to music that I listened to when I was growing up. You right. know, that's the music that they gravitate towards. They've read books that I have read. Yeah. Um, so that, that is to me would be the most difficult thing in a, in a relationship with someone much younger than me, because, you know, when I was working all the time, I was always the oldest person at work. So I would make a reference and 
90% would get of the it. people I work with would look at me like, I have no idea what that means. Right. Um, and, and sometimes like even with sports, like when I hear a professional baseball player who's young, yep. when they don't know who like someone like Juan Marichal right. or, you know, Orlando Cepeda, when they don't know who these players were, um, Roberto Clemente, it's like, shame on you. Now you really think that? I think, I think some don't. I think some don't. Oh, I think a lot don't. Yeah. I mean, Orlando Cepeda is a, is a great pull. Juan right. Marichal or like is Kurt, a great Kurt pull. Flood, you know, someone who was so influential, you know, for, you know, what he changed the game. You know? I think you, if you ask most people in America who Kurt Flood is, they don't know. Have no idea. No idea. Uh, he's yeah. the guy that the, the reason there is free agency right. is because Kurt Flood was the one that stood the uh, fire and got it done. So, yeah, but I think a lot of, you know, basketball is much better at basketball players are much better at understanding their history. Like the other night, I think it was last night, actually, LeBron tied Magic Johnson for sixth place on the all-time assist list, actually passed him. And LeBron spoke very eloquently after the game about Magic Johnson. And I think that basketball players are much better at understanding the shoulders on who they stand. Like people know who Bill Russell is if you're a, yes. a basketball player. Yes. Baseball players, I think it's much, much less so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway. So we got two broken relationships. What else we got? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, there's a restaurant in San Francisco that um, it's called, um, it's spelled D-O-G-U-E. So it's pronounced Dog like Vogue. Yes. And this uh, owner... Uh, classically trained chef his name is rami masarawe he opened up this like fancy schmancy restaurant for dogs okay okay, <laughs> okay. and for 75 dollars per dog they um per what well, says per pup and then then doggy diners get a multiple course. They have, um, it's called Bone Appetite. So it features <laughs> um, chicken skin waffles, filet mignon steak tartare with a quail egg. Now, this is for the dog. The dog, right. $75 mm-hmm. for a meal for a dog. This is for an animal that licks his balls in his ass. <laughs> okay. This is for a dog who sometimes eats his own feces. Yes, okay. True. $75. <laughs> what is going on? I mean, really? Now, here's the thing. I mean, you and I are both dog owners. Yeah. Um, I, we go to such great lengths. Like, for example, okay, for example. I actually, this is another reason why Thanksgiving sucked. Uh, little Fredo, I don't know if I told you this or not, went back into congestive heart failure. No, so you didn't he's having me. troubles again. Oh, no, so sorry. Um, and they've given him more pills. So mm-hmm. he gets three pills three times a day. Now, think about that commitment. You wake up in the morning, you try to get him to eat his pills. Somewhere around the middle of the day, you try to do it again. By the third time, you basically have to pry open his mouth and drop it down and do that whole thing. Yeah, right. Rub his neck. And rub his neck, exactly. Yeah. So the extent to which we'll go for our dogs is amazing. I would never spend $75 for a dinner 
for my dog. I don't spend $75 for myself unless I'm going to, you know, I mean, if I go some, you know, it's, it's a special occasion to spend, you know, $75 on a meal, um, you know, and then there's drinks and, you know, whatever. But I just, I, I, I see these things and I just, you know, it's, it's just taking it to such a level. I guess there are people that are kind of outraged, you know, about, you know, the, the prices of, and, and the fact that the guy is doing this, you know, you know, then they kind of get all kind of on their soapbox. Yeah. With, well, mind your own you know. business. If somebody wants to do it, they should be yeah, able to. I mean, do it. I, I, yeah, I have, I have no, no problem with that. You know, if people want to go in and spend the money, let them go in and spend the money. Um, I just think it's so crazy to me when they talk about, they, like you said, there was a 11 year old miniature dachshund who enjoyed a bowl of mushroom soup <laughs> with slices of chicken breast. <laughs> so the guy said, we're foodies. So I guess he is too. No, they're just food. They will they're eat food. whatever is in they front of them. They will eat whatever you give them. I mean, I can't. I, I, I can't even count, even with like a couple of fingers, the times, you know, Tucker or any of my dogs like looked at me when I offered them food and said, nah, I'm good. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, right. like nah, I'm, I'm not interested. Every now and then they may spit something. Look, they don't really like lettuce just because it's so hard to sure, eat. Sure. Lettuce is not fun for a dog. It's not fun for a dog. Sometimes not fun for me. Yeah. But the thing is, um, I've never, ever been around a dog that at some point, like, gave you, like, a cutoff, you know, like, with right. his paw around his neck, like, I'm, I'm done, I'm I'm full, done, I'm, no. No. My dog, Sophie, will con- continue eating everything. As long as, as long as it's there. As long as it's there, exactly. Right. So, so, yeah, $75. Sophie and Fredo will not be there. It sounds like Tucker will not be there either. Tucker Dog. will not. If you're in San Francisco, Dog. Dog. For $75, you can feed your Dog. Um, all right. Well, that's good. We're back on the back in the saddle. Yeah. There we go. Back to a right. show. We got a really good show coming up with uh, Kelly Carlin, mm. who I just I just got ready for this fascinating uh, life. And what she's into now is really cool. Uh, so you want to make sure you stick with the uh, Culture Pop podcast. Uh, don't forget, you can subscribe to the Culture Pop podcast on Apple Spotify and at stevemason.com and Sue great seeing you great catching up and we will see everybody next time on the culture pop podcast